Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So Stephen, I guess before we look forward to the upcoming season and talk about signings that have come in and who might yet come in, could you give us any update on the, the legal challenge from St. Pat's to your departure? Is there anything to say on that? I appreciate it's a legal matter and maybe there's not a whole lot you can say, but is there any update of note on that situation? Yeah, nothing really to say about it. Um, it last few weeks since we've come back in on January the 3rd, I've just been focused on Dundalk and, and looking forward to to get a good pre-season under our boys' belts and, and ready for the start of the season on February the 18th. So that's where my all my focus has been. It hasn't it hasn't been a kind of distraction or, a, or an annoyance for you, has it? No, not at all. Just in terms of your move from, from St. Pat's and, uh, as well, I mean, there was an awful lot of uh, discussion around it. Brian Kerr called it disgraceful. I mean, I have to say, I'm sure you were surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm somebody that's been watching football and following football for a long time. Managers come and go, players come and go all the time. I was really taken aback by the by the Ferrari that your move from St. Pat's caused. Was it something that you were surprised by? Uh, I suppose after winning the cup, uh, might have come as a surprise to people, but I think people were trying to delve into it and look deeper into it than what it actually was. I had a decision to make, and I and I made a decision, not an easy decision, as I said already to to go to Dundalk and I'm delighted with the decision I've made but um, you know that's plain and simple that's as black and white as it was I had a decision to make and I made one decision and uh, obviously the, the 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 there was people disappointed in that but mm. you know some of the stuff that's come out and the, what's been said I, I won't even react to it but ultimately that's just that's just the truth of the matter I had a decision to make and I made it yeah, because I mean, you know, it's as we said, it's a common thing in football where people move. But this particular move from you, from yourself, I mean, it, it really seemed to more than any other managerial move I can remember in recent times. And maybe it was the fact that it came so soon after the cup final or whatever. But that's the nature of the of the short gap between seasons ending and the new season starting. You would have had to make that decision pretty quickly. So, um, I, I suppose from your point of view, it probably was something that, that maybe took you back a little bit the reaction. Uh, yeah, look, I didn't really pay much attention to the whole reaction, to be honest with you. Um, I was focused on once I made the decision on, on trying to garner as um, as competitive a squad as we could. So I haven't paid much much attention or much heed to to the reaction. Like it's it's like anything, there wasn't loads of stuff happening in the League of Ireland in regards. Mm-hmm. Wasn't matches coming up, so you know that can add a little bit of longevity to it. But uh, everyone's fully focused now on on the start of the season with pre-season matches uh, around the corner. So, as I said, people were trying to add legs to what was kind of uh, a simple enough uh, story in regards just 
a decision had to be made and I made one. Mm. One of the first things you did was to bring back Robbie Benson and John Mountney. I remember um, Shane Keegan, I think it was last year, was talking about John Mountney and he said that, I think it was something like this, 80% of what John Mountney does is away from the, the game day and away from the, the, the match. In terms of his dressing room presence and what he does around the, around the training ground, and I'm sure the same is true of Robbie Benson, was that part of your thinking in bringing those two guys back in to, to reinstill a little bit of that Dundalk heart, maybe if you wanted to use that expression, that maybe has been taken out of the, the, the side and out of the club in recent seasons? Yeah, well, the two players you mentioned are, are the ultimate professionals and, and they're great influence around the place. But ultimately, I wouldn't be taking them back unless they were good players also, you know, in mm-hmm. regards, first and foremost, you have to judge them what they can give on the pitch. But then all around, you know, off the pitch and in, from an environment point of view, you, um, you know, the two players you mentioned are brilliant to have and they set standards and they do things right. So, the young players we have can can look to that and say that's how you behave as a professional footballer. So in that regard, delighted to have the two of them, yeah. When you were, you know, away from, from the club for the last number of years and you were looking in from the outside at what was going on, did it did it sort of sadden you? And did you did you think to yourself, and not not that you were thinking too far ahead, of course, when you were when you were manager of Pats, but did you look in and think to yourself, this, this team has been torn apart and a lot of the key players that have been there and have been brought so much success to the club have left sometimes, you know, because of necessity. On other occasions, maybe it was a lack of a clear plan in terms of contracts and stuff like that. So did you kind of identify that as one of the things you needed to do when you came back in is to get a bit of that kind of traditional Dundalk steel and heart back into the side, into the squad? Well, that's definitely important. You know, it's a provincial town. It's football mad. So you need to have an identity with the town, the, the supporters. And that's something we're, we're hoping to bring back. We'll have quite a few players, I suppose, will be living in the town. So they'll see that firsthand. And it's important that the players and the supporters and the club and the supporters have that relationship, which was there. Now I can't comment on what happened in between because um, I don't ha- I don't really have a clue what was ha- what happened in between. But... All I can say is, you know, when I was there as a player um, and on the staff for a part of the season, there was that connect with with the town. So we're looking to bring that back. And as I said, we want everyone in unison and we want supporters going up know that there's going to be a team that's going to give their all for the town and for the club. And, and you know, that's the minimum we expect. Yeah, and you looked at you look at the other players that have come in so so far. Joe Adams, Nathan Shepherd, the two lads we mentioned, John Mountney and, and Robbie Benson, John Martin from Waterford, Sam Bowen has come in as well, and then uh, we believe that that Dan Williams is going to is going to come in on loan from Swansea. So a good few players have come in. Um, how kind of percentage wise could you say how complete is your squad at this point ahead of the season? Yeah, Paul Doyle and Keith Ward also have mm-hmm, come in. So added to the to the sort of core that was there from last year. Um yeah, I'd say we were not far off being 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 done, maybe a couple of more uh, arrivals. Um and that'll pretty much be us done. We're gonna sort of work with the work with the a smallish squad in regards to numbers, but I'd like to think it's it's not bad on quality. So that's the way that's the way I, I, I want to operate this season where every player thinks they're not far away from from a starting position and if they put a a good performance in and training throughout the week that they won't be far off. And everyone thinks, you know, that, that as I said, if they impress in training or, or if they do get an opportunity to play games, you know, that they're not far off nailing down, uh, down a regular spot. And in terms of, I mean, if you had to, if you had to, 
pick one or two more positions, I suppose, as opposed to maybe names and personnel. Are there any positions that are that are left to fill in the, in the uh, squad? There's a do you couple think? of positions, but I won't. I won't be sort of commenting. I mm. don't want to be alerting anyone else in regards yeah. personnel, etc. But uh, there is a couple of positions we're probably a little bit light on still, so we'll be looking to strengthen in those positions. You mentioned the the squad size there. Is that something? I think I'm right in saying that was something that Stephen Kenny kind of liked to have as well—a small kind of tight squad. Is that something that you kind of target? Because we have seen squads in the League of Ireland in recent seasons that can be a little bit bloated, and you find that players, uh, for whatever reason, aren't actually you know getting near the, the first team. So is that something you're you're keen on to have a kind of yeah, small? Yeah, I think squad? it helps with the atmosphere. You know, um, if you have a big squad and four or five boys aren't getting in the squad every week, and it's very hard for themselves to motivate themselves to come into training, know they're not near the starting eleven, and that filters its way throughout the squad. So. I want a tight knit competitive squad where everyone's close knit in it together and as I said, think that their opportunity isn't far away. So with that obviously you need a little bit of luck regarding injuries and and suspensions. Uh, and hopefully we do get that. But you know, from a camaraderie and an atmospheric point of view and a, a good environment, um, you know, I do think, you know, like a, a smaller squads are beneficial to that. Now obviously the drawback is you don't have numbers to fall back on in regards if you get injuries and suspensions. So hopefully, hopefully we're not bad in that in that regard or in that department this season. One of the things that that's been noticeable in, in recent seasons in the League of Ireland, and we've got two examples coming into the dock this year with Joe Adams and Nathan Shepherd from Brentford. You would have seen it last year with uh, with Vitislav Yaros and uh, Alfie Lewis as well in in and in, in St Pat's, where players are coming over from the UK now and. It seems to me that the League of Ireland is maybe more of a viable option for, for players in the UK to come here, whether it's on loan or whether it's on a permanent deal, than it would have been maybe seen as five, six, seven years ago. Is that something that's that you'd agree with or am I, am I overstating that a little bit? No, without a doubt. I think it's expanding, definitely. The scouting networks, etc. in the league are expanding. So you're getting to see more players with the software, white scout, etc. And definitely, I think the league is, 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 is gaining a, a reputation of... Maybe get, having a, using it as a platform for, for, for players to kick on again, go again. So you've seen that plenty of examples, a couple you've mentioned there and, and lots of other. You see Johnny Kenny going from Sligo to Celtic on a five-year deal. You know, so there's plenty of players and there's plenty of sample size there to, to show that if you do string a consistent season or two together in the League of Ireland, that there's potential for you. To kick on again in his career, it's a young league and it's a very progressive league and I think it's a great platform for players to go and play first-team football and, you know, a lot of people underestimate the league. If you're going to do well in this league and do consistently well over a period of season, you need to be a good player and I don't think people factor that in. Um, There's lots of good teams, there's lots of good players in the league and, as I said, if you're going to um, have a good season and that, you need to be a good player because it's very competitive every week. It's one of the things that, that maybe helps a little bit. I mean, we were, you were used to seeing old old matches from the League of Ireland and, of course, pertinent maybe this week in that Dundalk have released that third strip which harked back to the, the 1991 uh, title win. But you look at the pitches around the league now. We know the facilities and the, and the stadium maybe aren't great, but pretty much all the pitches in the in the um, the League of Ireland now are really good surfaces to play on. Is that, does that help to... It's obviously, it obviously has helped, I guess, but most teams now are playing good football. There aren't too many teams in the League of Ireland that are just lumping it long all the time. I suppose things have moved on from that a bit, but the standard of the pitches and the standard of the play in general has, has improved massively in the last number of years. Have you, is that something you've noticed as watching on and being Yeah, very without a doubt. There's definitely more willingness for teams to try and play up through the back and up through midfield. And as you said, in order to do that, what's beneficial is if you have the good surface. So 
definitely, as you said, maybe the stadiums, etc. The facilities need a little bit to be desired, but the surfaces are, are definitely getting a lot better. And obviously, that goes hand in hand with seeing a good spectacle and teams trying to pass the ball when the surface is good. So, without doubt, that's beneficial. I read a comment during the week from um, your replacement, the St. Pat's, Tim Clancy, and he was talking about uh, you know managers he'd played under and how certain guys were guys he he would like to have you know followed in their footsteps and and he had he liked the way they went about their business but he also talked about and it was kind of dragged out of him I think in the end that it was Terry Butcher he was talking about who whose style he didn't like at all said he was uh, you know quite divisive in the dressing room isolated and alienated a lot of the more senior players when you were coming up as a player were there player or there managers and I suppose Stephen Kenny is one obvious one that you would have taken things from but were there any managers you played for where you thought to yourself I definitely am not going to be like this guy if I become a manager because it it doesn't work. No, I was quite fortunate to be honest. No, I never really thought of it until you've asked me the question. There wouldn't have been anyone where I would have said, oh, no, I definitely would do everything opposite to the way he is. I was fortunate I've played under Michael O'Neill, who was obviously international manager, Stoke manager, Pat Fenn, who went on to manage Hibs and was very successful. And Stephen Kenny, who's obviously the current international senior manager, John Hughes in Scotland. Mm. I played under, um, you know, who's manager Dunfermline now, managed Hibs, etc. in Scotland. Had a, a real good managerial career in Scotland. So I've been fortunate to play under a, a lot of good managers and a lot of managers that have, have, have managed at a very high level. So in that regard, I've been quite fortunate as a player. And obviously, like Anathan, you try and pick and choose from, from, from what you found beneficial as, as a player. You try and pick and choose those bits from each of the managers because you know, they were all very different, but ultimately they were all very successful in their own right as well. Was becoming a manager something that was always in your mind? I mean, obviously when you're a player, you're focused on that, but coming towards the end of your career, wh- when did it start kind of first coming into your consciousness that, you know, actually I'd like to I'd like to stay on here as a manager or was it always something that was in the back well, of your mind? Near towards the back end of your 20s and that, I want this, you know, uh, it's so, you start thinking about what am I going to do after I stop playing and, I always wanted to stay involved in the game, so I always wanted to become, you know, the coach, etc. You can never bank on anything. You don't know where the future is going to take you, so I never had a grand plan or anything like that, but I didn't know I wanted to stay involved in football if I could, and I'm fortunate so far to do that. You know, lots of people aren't as fortunate to stop playing. They might want to continue on in the industry, but they don't get the opportunity, so I've been fortunate enough to stay involved in football, and I'm really enjoying it. And what's the mood been like? You know, you're back in pre-season now a little while. What's the mood been like around Oriel Park uh, since you've been back? Yeah, good. You know, um, we've had a good couple of weeks training. We were just finished our set. Our, our probably, yeah, the the, 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 the last day of, of a two-week block. So um, training's been very good. Um, we're getting more and more bodies out on the training ground and, and there's a good vibe around the place. The boys are really working hard. Um I'd like to think they're enjoying it. So we're kicking on into gear next week now with a, with a view to playing our first pre-season game and we take it from there. But, you know, from an atmosphere point of view and an attitude point of view in regards to players and the staff, it's been great and, and really enjoying it. Do you, you know, as a manager going into any club, do you, are you the sort of guy that would set uh, targets in terms of where you kind of want to be after a certain number of games or a certain amount of points you want to take, or is, is that is that kind of a dangerous thing to do? And can that be counterproductive? Because if you say you, yeah, know, you want to take X amount you know, of games, you, yeah, 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 on. you take it on its merits. Um, I don't think you can predict that in football. What our main priority the first two weeks is um, 
is getting our fitness levels and our conditioning to a level we're happy with. Then the next two weeks block will be obviously a little bit more tactical and 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 patterns of play and what way we what way we want to go about things in and out of possession. And then you know you'll be won't be far away from the first game of the season. And then the league takes on a life of its own. Then so there's no real targets. It's just good attitude every time you're in the building of if you're doing a gym session good attitude in that regard around the pitch you train with a proper intensity and and a good attitude and that's pretty much it you get you give me that and you give the coaching staff that will be happy and you know you can't guarantee it in football but you know good attitude goes a long way and in terms of the style of play we might see from Dundalk next season obviously you would have seen them up close last year or the last couple of years when you were managing against them what sort of uh, style are we likely to see and have you have you kind of settled on a formation yet or is it dependent on like I mean I suppose do you do you buy in players to fit a particular formation or or is it the other way around do you, do you see what you have and then try to fit the formation around that it's probably I guess it's a, mi- a mix of both maybe is it yeah you'd have an idea in your head and then you judge on the personnel and obviously you judge on who's available any given week so um, but in regards uh, the way we want to play that won't change you know we want to we want to be a high energy team. We want to play with intensity. We want um be good in transitions, and obviously we want to dominate the ball as much as we can. Um, now most managers want all those things, and then the who can force their will on the game. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're looking forward to the season. It is, you know, we did come in late in the day, and there has been a massive turnover in players, and you know we've probably been a little bit behind in regards preparation. Obviously with with everything, with us just coming in, as I said, a little bit late in the day and, and into um, into December time. So in that regard, there has to be a bit of realism. It's not all going to come together at once and, and be a well-oiled machine. There's going to be, it's going to take time to knit everything together. But uh, I think everyone's aware of that. And as I said, the main priority, first and foremost, is getting the team that the town know when they come up to watch that they're going to give their all. Just on the on the league itself, maybe on a on a broader point away from Dundalk, what, what's your view on the the strength of the League of Ireland at the moment compared to maybe recent seasons? Do you think that each season is kind of incrementally improving? Is it a little bit up and down from from year to year, or, or you know have you seen it kind of trending upwards even since you stopped playing? What what's your view on where the league is at at the moment? Yeah, I think there's a more of a spread. Obviously, when, we, when I was playing with Dundalk, etc., it was two team league really in regards. I don't know, it was a four season of first and second and in the cup final. Dundalk and Cork, so a bit more of a spread now. Um, you know, there seems to be more even spread of good players around different clubs. So, um, you know, again, the good teams, there's four stroke, five teams that you would class as good teams and have legitimate um, claims to be really pushing for Europe and be, and be pushing at the upper end of the, of the league table. So I think it'll be an interesting season. Um, and as it's a little bit like last year, I think it'll be very competitive with teams taking points off each other. Just finally, then Stephen, it's it's Cove on Tuesday in the first of your your preseason friendlies. Then Waterford, then Drogheda in the Malone Cup, and then on the 18th of February, uh, just over a month away, that opening uh, game in the in the Premier Division, Oriel Park, Friday the 18th, quarter to eight against Derry, a Derry side that have strengthened hugely, and there'll be a lot of familiar faces. Uh, to Dundalk fans wearing the, the candy stripes on that particular evening, albeit they'll probably be wearing their away kit that night. But, you know, that's going to be a fantastic occasion. As I said, the familiar faces coming back, Derry are, have serious ambitions in challenging Shamrock Rovers this season. I was I would imagine more than yourselves, I'm sure. But that's going to be a, a fantastic night. Your first game back under the lights at Oriel Park. It's going to be hard to beat that atmosphere. 
Yeah, I just mentioned it to the players today after training. Obviously, Oriel was empty. I said it to, it, you mightn't think it now, but you know, come five or six weeks' time, February the eighteenth, this place is going to be heaving. So, as you said, Derry with with sort of the investment, their their ambitions, they're going to have massive expectations this season. Um, you know, a lot of fans will be familiar with a lot of players that are going to show up on on, on the eighteenth against us. So. You know, it's going to be a big game in regards, you know, they're going to be one of the stronger teams in the league and we just have to make sure our preparation is right between now and then to give ourselves the best chance of being very competitive in the game. But exciting time, you know, when you start going into your first pre-season game, it doesn't be long with the the first game of the season, doesn't be long rolling into then that then. So good time, look, enjoying the preparation, looking forward to getting the first pre-season game under our belt on Tuesday. Yeah, the Derry game is certainly going to be a fantastic uh, an occasion, I, w- I would say, that evening. But plenty of work, as you said, to be done between now and then. Listen, Stephen, we appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure we'll be talking to you across the course of the season. And the very best of luck with that opening game and indeed with the season as a whole. Right, perfect, David. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.